This is the Real Estate Investing Abundance Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Allen. I know you're excited to get into today's show, but I have a very exciting announcement to share with you before moving to the show. We've just launched a complimentary and comprehensive webinar that, among other things, shows you how to legally use passive real estate investing to reduce your taxes, recession-proof your nest egg, and take the sting out of inflation. If you are curious to learn more, go to steetalker.com forward slash webinar. It is complimentary and only takes a couple of minutes of your time. Once again, that is steetalker.com forward slash webinar. I'll see you in the webinar. Enjoy today's show. Hello, enlightened investors. Welcome back to Real Estate Investing Abundance. I'm your host, Dr. Allen, and I am so happy to be with you today as we take a look at mobile homes, and we're going to talk with the expert, and he is going to let us know what the future of affordable housing is. With us today is Franco Perez, and he is on a mission to create affordable housing in the Silicon Valley area. He discovered that the Bay Area's mobile home parks offer an abundance of underused land with great growth potential. After years of dedication to his vision, Franco has established a devoted team of like-minded individuals who believe their positive impact equals success. So, Franco, take us into the show and tell us about a memorable experience that formed who you are. Wow. Well, thanks for having me, Alan. As far as memorable experiences, when I look back, I'd say the most memorable is really migrating here from the Philippines and is was a very memorable moment for me because it's a big culture shift. And then from there, there was an unfortunate situation that happened with me and my family when I was 17, 18 years old. My parents divorced. My mom wasn't working. It was just me, my single mom, and my younger sister. And I remember that being the darkest and most difficult part of my life and time of my life. And I basically had to drop out of school, start working to help to help us survive out in this area. And I remember I remember this so vividly at the end of every single month, gathering all the money that we had. And I even had to borrow money from my friends and even my boss at the time, just so I could afford paying for rent. And that was every month, the struggle and just the pain of going through that. And I remember thinking to myself, like, why is it that I feel like I'm a good person, our family is good people? And why is it that we're in this situation with no opportunities and having to struggle to just live in an, in a specific area? And I think that shaped really everything that came after that of who I became. And I've really built everything that I've built in the passion of trying to help people that were in those shoes and that are currently in those shoes today that, you know, hey, there's good families out there that are making median or low income that deserve opportunities of real estate ownership as well. And unfortunately, what I've found is a lot of the real estate industry, it really unfortunately only benefits the wealthy at the easiest level. And, and a lot of the low-income families aren't able to reap the benefits that most people in real estate can. And that's kind of my mission and 
in my life to really try to help bring these benefits to these low-income families as well and equalize the opportunity. Well, obviously not a very pleasant experience there. But like a lot of our unpleasant experiences, it seems to have led you on a path of positive uh, productivity. So, Franco, having been through that, what is your advice for people who may find themselves in that situation or at least a similar situation where they are just so burdened with uh, poverty that they, they just really can't even see into the next day? Well, there's several elements to it. And I think one big piece is, is really understanding in a deep level financial literacy on your own, right? I didn't go through any formal college structure, although I have many friends that did. What's interesting is you don't really, we aren't really taught in school. Actually, in school, we're only really taught education and career, and that's all we should pursue. But we aren't taught the values of, hey, you should acquire assets. You should build your net worth. You should learn how to do these things. And what are these things that you should be doing towards that, right? Um, I think it's that's really the first step is knowing where your money's going, knowing how you can build your net worth. It's not just dollars in your bank account. It's not just how much you make in your career, but it's where that money's going and analyzing that and making that shift to help move you you and your family forward. That's really the first step. Well, can you give us an example from your own life as to really where that process began from barely making enough and actually borrowing money to make the ends meet each and every month? What were the steps that you took to actually get out of that? Yeah. So on the personal level, I, I think when I got out of it, I was I got into real estate being an agent originally. And I during that time, because I was so desperate for money, I was door knocking and cold calling every single morning and late nights and doing that typical thing for a while and became a great agent. And and then I wanted to shift out of being an agent. I really disliked it kind of for the purposes I was talking about earlier. I wasn't able to help the people I really wanted to help. But I, I would say at a different person, for somebody that's out there, that's in this rental route rat race, there's a few things is one is know where your money's going towards housing and the differences between rent and owning. So I'm going to give an example, like out here in San Jose, our numbers are way different, but the ratios are typically the same in all metro areas, but the dollar amount might be higher here, but the ratios are typically the same. So in San Jose, Average two-bedroom apartment is about three thousand a month, and then an average single-family home is about one point six million dollars. Now, it's very difficult to even dream about ever owning a piece of real estate when the when the costs are so different, and there's that gap in between. Now, what I love about mobile homes is that it's so misunderstood, and it's that perfect stepping stone in between that helps you hedge away from that full payment of rent every month. So the the financial structure of a mobile home is usually one third of the your three thousand dollars a month from shifting from renting to mobile home ownership. One third of it is still a lot rent. So it's about a thousand dollars a month is the lot rent that they're paying, and two thousand of it is towards a mortgage. The mortgage you're paying towards an asset that you own, and it's something that you get to keep and that you get to sell later down the line, right? So we help kind of build financial planning for our clients. And we see so many times people that have shifted from renting to owning, and 
from our study on average, within a, a within five year difference, they're ending up with an extra $90,000 of a delta compared to if they were to have kept renting for five years, right? And that comes with the upside potential of appreciation, which these mobile homes are appreciating in, in these metro areas as well. And it comes with the tax, um, the tax benefits of paying a mortgage. And it also comes from uh, having a loan payment that's pretty much paying down an asset that you own that you can sell later down the line. And just by making that shift of payment from a full rental to something like a mobile home, that alone can make a big difference on top of you working on your career, on top of you work doing your regular thing. You're not really doing any extra work by living there. It's just kind of like an automatic savings account that's just shifted the way your money is flowing so that you get to keep more of it. And that's the big thing that that a lot of wealthy people think. What are these tweaks that I can make in my current cash flow so I can improve. And these tweaks are the, what I try to help educate more people to help get them a level ahead as well. Well, that sounds like a, a brilliant uh, plan and brilliant idea. I would suspect that most mobile home park owners are not doing that kind of work. It is, it, at least the stereotype is, is that yeah. uh, that mobile home parks are generally for the elderly or they're and oftentimes they're just dilapidated old single wides uh, that well they may be appreciating a tad bit but probably not uh, a great deal yeah. so uh, how and do you how do you educate people uh, to for them yeah. to really come to a place that yeah this is a wealth building tool so true, Alan. And that's one of the big things we face is these stigmas and these myths is the truth is you're, you're very right is that Hollywood portrays mobile home parks in our movies and our media as very poverty like situations, you know, the Breaking Bad or like these drug dealer type movies. This is where you see mobile home parks. And unfortunately, because we don't really witness mobile home parks unless we have a reason to be there. That's our only visualization of what a mobile home park can look like, right? Now, it's the same as apartments. There's apartments that are in very bad areas, unsafe areas, and there's luxury style apartments, right? Now, there's a full spectrum, and that's the same with mobile homes. They, you shouldn't assume that all mobile home parks are in very bad and bad quality when there are luxury style resort-like um, parks as well. Now, that's one of the big things I wanted to say as well. And then also when it comes to mobile home parks and high density metro areas, that's really where this makes a big difference. So like in areas like Austin and San Diego, LA, and we're going into the Nevada and Arizona markets as well, is that these are places where housing is pretty difficult to get. And we have these wealth gaps of high rents and then high purchase price of single family homes. And that's where these really make that big difference. Now, how, and then you asked, how do we face those stigmas? A lot of our stuff is really pumped out through YouTube. We need, we realize that there are these false stigmas. And if you look at our video channel and all the stuff that we put out, we are consistently building as beautiful, luxurious, as pretty as it could be, these homes that are 1,600 square feet, 12-foot high tall ceilings, quartz counter waterfall countertops, stainless steel appliances, 
and as beautiful as can be to really fight those stigmas and showcase that mobile homes really have a lot of potential and we're able to keep the cost very low. If you think about it, everything we build today, our phones, our laptops, our cars are built in factories in an assembly line formation. Now, why has construction always been the same, on-site construction, whereas now we're building these homes in these beautiful process-driven factories and keeping the cost low, keeping the construction way energy efficient with less waste. And we are able to build a home from start to finish in a matter of like three weeks, which is amazing, you know, and, and with that, we're able to keep the cost low as well. So this is really the future that, that we're shifting towards is a more streamlined construction structure because we're having construction problems today. More, most of our construction people are 50 years old and older and they're retiring and we don't have young generations that are excited about working with a hammer, right? So we have to make this shift and it's so important that we do. So, but that's really kind of what we're doing is one is building great quality product to break those stigmas. And then the other is showcasing that through visualization, through video, through photo, through social media and 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 being on an awesome podcast like Alan's, right? <laughs> so we're just trying to build exposure of how important this is and how beautiful these homes can be. Enlightened investors, if you haven't done so already, be sure and click that like button and also click that share so others can take advantage of the content. And finally, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single one of our upcoming episode. Well, there there clearly is is a need for uh, affordable housing. The shortage is just uh, phenomenal, and the increase in interest rates has increased that shortage uh, substantially. So we need we certainly need alternatives for this. So you are doing this. So give us an idea, really, of the business plan, how it is that your company works and operates to help build, bring this about? Yeah. So so the way our business works, I, I guess, you know, we try to really just do anything and everything around mobile homes. So we started off just doing resales for regular mobile homes that are in these parks. And then we got into converting. We realized that these mobile homes are, are built very old school. So we got into converting these old units to new ones. Now that's a service that we provide for people that live in mobile homes that want to expand to double or triple their square footage and up the quality of their home and up the appreciation. Usually what they'll spend, example case here in, in the Bay, costs are different elsewhere, but 200,000, they'll spend 200,000 and their future sale value of their, of their home when they sell it a year later or so would be about 400,000. So that's kind of a good picture of what's done. And then the other is on the consulting for the park owners themselves. So if these park owners have a ton of old dilapidated homes and they want to up the value of their community, it helps to have nicer homes in that area, then we help consult with that as well. So you do you work you work directly with the manufacturers or do you have uh, are you vertically aligned that you have manufacturing capabilities? So yes, we work with the manufacturers that build typically modular homes and then we have our contracts and stuff with that. Are the do the manufacturers of mobile home parks do they vary uh, considerably across the country or could we here in North Carolina 
find the same quality of homes that you're finding in California? I'd say the level of, so the price point difference, and I am working with people that that have parks in North Carolina. There are factories in that area. Now, the price points do vary the level of quality. In areas like California, we're able to do the fancy finishes, which is like those courts, those very unique kitchens, beautiful style stuff. But, you know, over like in Kentucky, we did a project. You still have some very nice drywall homes. Um, You might not have the fancy granite or the stainless steel options, but you know, these are still very much a much higher level of quality compared to what's be what we perceive. You know, what we're used mm-hmm. to seeing is these 1970 metal exterior paneling inside, and that's what all we visualize. But it's it's definitely advanced so much since then. And we also have several guidelines and new standards that we continuously improve to up those standards as well to keep our industry at a high level of quality. The gap is is huge and it is growing uh, between those who have and those who do not have. And so this seems like a very reasonable way to go. Talk to us about the true cost of renting as compared to actually going into a mobile home. So for example, I have we have a lot of teachers that are getting pushed out of metro areas. The true cost in I hate you keep using San Jose as an example, but what it really comes down to is at the end of your term living there. We'd usually live in a place on an average about 7 years. At the end of your term living there when you're renting, you have nothing to show for it of all the thousands that you that you've spent. If you imagine a $3,000 payment that's it's about, oh man, I just realized my math isn't that greatest, but <laughs> it's somewhere around $40,000 a year, right? So, but with that, you know, that if you can capture a big portion of that and have something that you can sell as an asset later, that can make that big difference, right? So let me just do this. 3,000 times 12 is $36,000, right? And if we times that by seven years, that's $252,000, right? Now, if we can capture, if we can reduce that down to half, and after the course of seven years, we then then you'd have something that you can sell. And then you'd usually on average have something in this area when we did our market study, about $80,000 to $90,000 more than you compared to renting. The key thing is, is that you're already at, a zero upside game if you are renting, unless you have like alternative investments that you can put this money to, then there are those cases that it makes sense. But you have zero upside if you're consistently paying the landlord, you're basically paying their mortgage for them to have all the future upside. And the sooner you can make that shift to a homeowner, the better. And that's really our our goal is to create that step to get you there. Well, Franco, tell us uh, about your business, what it is that you have to offer, and how it is we can get in touch with you. Yeah, I mean that's generally our business is is we help consumers that are that want to get into home ownership through mobile homes. We also help people that own mobile homes to up that want to upgrade them, and we also help park owners upgrade their parks as well. Our real mission is really just to to build education around this. And, and that's really build education and, and awareness. So all, all of our stuff you can find on our 
Our links are on www.francofranco.tv, or you can Google us at Franco Mobile Homes. Um, and through there, you can see how you can see a lot of information about us breaking down those numbers with real math, and then also the visual the visuals of how these homes look and how it's helping. We have clients like these teachers that have been able to stay in these areas. We have um, perfect examples of people that have sold and been able to purchase single family homes and use case studies. And, and that's really what we're passionate about is just, even if they don't use us, we want to bring this education around people so that they can use this information to get themselves ahead. And all of that information will be in our show notes. So be sure and take advantage of it and uh, and get in touch with Franco. Well, Franco, what is your last word of advice for others who are attempting to get out of the poverty trap and into developing wealth? I'd say it goes back to that is really being resourceful. I think that's one biggest piece of advice. I think we have this thought that we have to go through formal education. We have to go through, we have to be born in a family of wealth to have these forms of opportunity. And if you're resourceful enough, all our information and knowledge are really through books or through Google or through YouTube. You can learn so much. And that's, you know, keep in mind, we built this business just off of my learning from that and no college experience. And I just would urge people to really just learn for themselves and through the internet on their own, right? So that's that's what I'd say. Well, wonderful example you're leaving uh, for others and very inspirational story. Thanks so much, Franco, for sharing that with us and thanks for being with us today. Thanks for, thanks for having us and I love what you're doing, Alan. Take care. Enlightened investors, wait, wait, don't go just yet. I just want to remind you about our recently launched webinar that you will not want to miss. If you're at all curious and would like to learn more about how real estate investing can diversify your investment portfolio, alleviate the anxiety associated with Wall Street swings, leverage your 401ks and IRAs to substantially increase the return on your investment, and do all of this with turnkey, hands-off, passive real estate investments, then you'll want to immediately go to stetalker.com forward slash webinar. In the webinar, we'll also address the common dubious investment schemes that you want to avoid. To access the webinar, go to stetalker.com forward slash webinar. I look forward to seeing you in the webinar. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance brought to you by Steve Talker Capital a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steve Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steve Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at stevetalker.com. 